Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM, 104.9 FM in Port Shepston. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And it is a night talk, Ms. Muabelo. Um, she is online director for Social Crime Prevention and Victim Empowerment Program at the Gauteng Department of Social Development. Good evening and a welcome and a warm welcome to Night Talk. Good evening. Thank you very much to you and the listeners. So um, there was a conference that has taken place and basically to give some insight into trafficking. Would you like to uh, give us the basis of uh, this particular meeting. Good evening, Beth. Can you hear me? Much better by far. Okay, thank you very much. I don't think we are winning here. 13 minutes after 10, but uh, you know. Um, are you there? Yeah. No, the, li- the, li- the line is terrible. The line is, is is totally totally terrible. I think we're going to have to just give it a little bit of a, a bit of more time and see whether we can reconnect once again. Uh, this is no, we, it's it's working against against us, but we'll give it our best our best shot. But to give some insight, the conference that was held uh, in regards to trafficking, uh, you know. Uh, human trafficking, they focused basically on, you know, identifying, protecting the victims, um, as well as providing safe care. Uh, We're talking about temporary, it could be long term for victims, um, and also finding accreditation of of shelters, um, assessing uh, the victims themselves, and, and, and to figure out what state you find them in, and monitoring and evaluating of uh, you know the service delivery as to how then do you go forward once you've found these victims where do they go and how are they assisted and um, who is actually in charge of assisting prevention education awareness and also reporting and the strategy that um, as I was just going through some of the pointers that you know, the department is trying to to highlight is to partner with uh, taxi operators where then um, they will do advertising, there will be billboards uh, with numbers to report anything that is suspicious or anything that looks like it's looking a little bit dodgy and it could be trafficking in progress. So that's actually something very, very interesting. And I think uh, if it's vividly out there, it just makes it a little bit better uh, to report trafficking. Let's give it one more chance. Ms. Mwabelo? Yes. Much, let's, let's, give, let's, give, let's give this another shot. Can you hear me better? Much better, yes, much better. So let's talk. Okay. Let's talk about society itself. Is it educated enough about human trafficking? Uh, better, I would say that the society at large is not really educated to the extent that um, they will be in a position to not fall victim of human trafficking, 
precisely because of the manner in terms of how the recruitment is done and uh, how the victims get to then be promised um, luxury and um, how they are also being trafficked because remember that uh, the recruiters are very smart. They will sell to you um, things that not necessarily would then be the true reflection because it is a crime that involves power deception and it also brings the element of promising things that are not realistic because most of our victims would then be promised um, modeling job uh, nice to have jobs without necessarily following through the process of uh, requiring the necessary qualifications so when the victims get to then be promised all this the minute now they are transferred or they are transferred transported to the either province of um, destination, then the situation then changes because your documentation gets to then be taken away from you. You then get to be promised to say that you'll be a model only to then find that you will then be sexually exploited and you'll be working in a brothel and massage parlor. So such things usually attract young girls and uh, usually they find themselves in escort agencies where they are then able not to be able to come out because of um, the drugs that they will feed them and that automatically says that they will be hooked on drugs and they don't necessarily realize what would be happening to them. Mm. And, and what is the government doing to educate people about the dangers and realities of human trafficking? Uh, usually, like the seminar that we had today, um, we would then ensure that our service providers, this include in the main your social workers, your frontline um, officials, law enforcement gets to then be trained so that they are able to pick up and um, uh, pick up the modus operandi and go to the community so that they are able to ensure that the community is uh, made aware in churches, in taxi rank, in malls, so that as and when the community do their Work about they would then be in a position to know more about human trafficking, including the children that are currently in school. Um, they would then be um, engaged in a manner that is age appropriate for them to then understand what is human trafficking so that they are able to spread the word so that they are not necessarily being trafficked. Mm. And do we know about the hotspots, you know, across the country? Um, the hotspots usually range from your inner cities, um, from the farms, you know, from the location. Um, in Gauteng specifically, you would have um, the CBDs as well. For an example, in Kempton Park, you would have, uh, in Ekurulen, you'd have Kempton Park as the hotspot. And under Johannesburg, you would have the CBD Hillbro. So basically, in most instances, it will then be in a position where you would now not necessarily be in a position to say that escape it's easy but it will be in a position to say that uh, you are there you are hooked and chances of you escaping it's not necessarily an easy one in the location you will then be hired to be a spasa job assistance or a massage parlor assistance so it, it it is cutting across basically in all the areas uh, including the farms um, the mines where you would have young children as well as men that will now be involved in your zamazama areas
and we're talking about uh, trafficking, uh, that's human trafficking. And I'm speaking to Ms. Pearl uh, Mwabelo, Director for Social Crime Prevention and a Victim um, Empowerment Program at the Gauteng Department of Social Development. The lines are opened, and if you would like to share, maybe in your area it is prevalent or you have seen uh, suspicious activities that look like uh, human trafficking, it'll be interesting to know. And it'll also be very good um, if we are able to be whistleblowers of sorts and this is a platform where we can talk about it and we can have an area investigated just to double check if it is not happening in your area don't hesitate give us a call 086 000232 or otherwise send us a voice note 0614104107 also it will be interesting to know your views and what you think about human trafficking let's take a small break We'll be back. Human trafficking is the subject matter this evening. And I'm talking to Ms. Pearl Mwabelo, Director for Social Crime Prevention and Victim Empowerment Program at the Gauteng Department of Social Development. And welcome back. So sometimes we talk of human trafficking as something that happens where people, you know, children are taken out of the country. But do we know of people who are trafficked um, in Gauteng or wherever? Yes, most definitely, Betha. Uh, we are aware because remember that um, often than not, we have our law enforcers who would then go and do raids and uh, in brothels, in um, locations, in different areas of Gauteng. And uh, when they would come with a situation where they pick up that um, in a brothel there are ladies and uh, that needs to be rescued. Usually they would now sensitize us as a Department of Social Development and uh, we will then come in to do an assessment. Once we are confirming that these are victims, we will then place them in an accredited shelters um, for rehabilitation purposes. Or for an example, if they were to raid a building in one of the inner city around Houting, uh, they where they will be rescuing suspected victims of um, labor exploitation. Again, they would notify us, um, for an example, currently there is a matter uh, that uh, has been reported where um, 75 Ethiopians were then uh, rescued in the building in Ekuruleni, uh, where these individuals from Ethiopia were then promised um, with a job in Gauteng or in South Africa and upon arrival in the country and um, the situation then turned where now the recruiters are expecting um, these individuals to then be working for the recruiters uh, or alternatively then they would have members of those individuals having to buy them from the recruiters. So the situation will then vary. Uh, however, we are then relying on the tip-off. We are also relying on the law enforcers as and when they would do their um, roadshows, the walkabout, and the searches, uh, you know, during the roadblocks, we are then also able to then come up with the um, identification of some because the main, main, main part of it is to then um, identify um, who can then be rescued, who can then be um, a victim, and uh, the issue of um, the recruiters. Because remember, not everybody would then be in a position to display that, yes, I am trafficked. However, if the law enforcers in a roadblock, they have been alerted to pick up certain body language, certain 
things that they need to identify in a motor vehicles or in a, a crowding area so that they are able to then uh, stop those individuals and set them aside so that they are able to probe further. Then that's how we are then able to ensure that we pick up in a situation of um, sexual exploitation, then that's where you are able to now see uh, ladies that are then um, locked in a very uh, secluded area where they are extremely, extremely isolated from the rest of the community. And um, some of them managed to escape, alert authorities or alert the neighbor. You would know that currently we are living in a situation where most of us due to crime have high walls. You don't even know what is happening in your next door neighbor. And you will find that, that uh, there's actually trafficking that is happening in your neighborhood and you might not necessarily know because when you check in terms of um, the recruiters or the traffickers, it could be anyone. Mm. It could be the pastor, it could be the employer, it could be the sister, it could be the aunt, it could be anyone, including the very same victim that can be trafficked. Anybody can be trafficked, irrespective of the age, of the gender, and it does not necessarily um, depend on the looks because some individuals are of the view to say that um, I'm not smart enough, I'm not beautiful enough, therefore I cannot be trafficked. But remember that uh, there are different forms of exploitation that varies from your sexual exploitation to forced labor, where young boys are also now um, being taken so that they are able to be working in mines, in um, suit shops, or they are able to work in construction or agriculture in the farming. So when you now check in terms of um, um, most of the domestic workers that comes maybe from Lesotho or other neighboring countries, when they get here, most of the employers, they would now take their documentation uh, as part of the security element. However, that element on its own of taking away the documentation, it's a form of slavery because why would you now restrict the limitation of um, movement to this very same domestic worker that you are saying that they are free to movement? Mm, that is so true. And you know, we, we often have, you know, missing persons. And in the missing persons, I think you also find a percentage uh, that is trafficked. It could be trafficked outside the country. But it's also now, you know, you've just highlighted the fact that uh, people are being trafficked into the country. And I would just like to know what the stat what the statistics uh, are saying currently. All right. In terms of um, the statistics that we currently have, um, during the period of 2022-23 um, financial year, um, there are 179 victims. And of those 179 victims, uh, 107 are males. You can now see automatically to say that um, these individuals were purely, purely for labor exploitation. And when you now check in terms of the females, most of them were 72. And of those 72, you will then now uh, be dealing with the issue of um, sexual exploitation. And uh, also in terms of the prosecution, we are now able to have um, starting to see the issue of um, the success rate around the issue of prosecution where we had 18 cases that range from um, forced marriages, illegal adoption, slavery, forced labor, including the very same sexual exploitation, which is in the main, it is the one that is very lucrative um, so that um, they are able to then be used for pornographic um, for drug smuggling. So it varies and 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 it also now talks to this to say that 
most of the time females and children are in the majority of being trafficked more than the male themselves. And working with the victims themselves, how has it been? What state have you found some of them in? um, Better to be honest with you, it varies um, on each rescue. Because like I'm saying, with your sexual exploitation, majority of the victims gets to be hooked on drugs. And um, the minute now they get to be rescued, they are disorientated. They don't know who they are and what is happening around them. So the first thing would then now be to take them for medical examination. Once that is done, then the issue of um, detoxification then comes in before we are then able to now look in terms of the healing process, because that is a long-term process and uh, it's a lengthy, lengthy process because some of these victims, especially for sexual exploitation, they would also be victims of um, abuse prior to them becoming victims of human trafficking. So it becomes easy for them because they are vulnerable. And uh, once they are hooked on drugs, they would now do anything and everything to ensure that they maintain the habit of drugs. So hence, it is very difficult for them to then um, break free from the web of being a victim or being in the space of being trafficked because the perpetrator would know that once they get these individuals to drugs, they would be hooked, they would keep on coming for more in terms of drugs. And it doesn't matter what responsibility around sleeping with various men for commercial sex to a brothel, and they would do all sorts of things just to ensure that they get a fix. And the exploitation comes in a manner whereby even if they would sleep with those men, they wouldn't necessarily be in a position to be paid or get a salary from that because the salary that they are supposed to be generating, it goes to the feeding of the habit of drug abuse. Mm. Just to let our listeners know that we're talking about human trafficking it is a challenge. It is a problem. And especially when it comes to, I would like to believe, you know, the, the, your, the, the younger generation, teenagers and young adults. So imagine your 14 year old going missing, your 12 year old going missing. And, and, and then you look for this, you know, for your child to no end. And yet maybe someone has abducted uh, for sexual exploitation or maybe just to, for labor purposes and only to find maybe years later. Later, you find your child has just been taken to some place and you can't even recognize them. I mean, this is a real, real serious problem that we are faced with. And just to hear your views, it will be interesting to, to, to hear your understanding, your views, your opinions in regard to human trafficking and our voice note line where you can drop a voice note and just make sure that you keep it to one minute as well as make sure that the radio is not on in the background so that we can hear you loud and clear. Uh, send your voice note to 0614104107. That's 06. 06- one four one oh four one oh seven or otherwise give us a call on oh eight six triple zero two zero three two that's oh eight six triple zero two zero three two and i'm speaking to uh miss pearl uh muabelo director for social crime prevention and victim empowerment program at the Gauteng department of social De- development so uh, coming back to you 
what interventions are there from the department that you've employed or that you have initiated to assist the victims? Okay. I think as a department, we really take um, the issues of human trafficking very seriously. Um, so what we have done, we have appointed um, the TIP ambassadors um, that will be focusing purely, purely in terms of the interventions of um, dealing with human trafficking at the level of the regions. So two per regions are allocated in all five regions. And in the main, their responsibility would now look in terms of um, um, capacity building of other stakeholders that they work with, outreach programs in terms of the activation in different communities of Gauteng, where they would go out in churches, in school, in malls, in communities where they would raise awareness within the community, and also ensure that uh, there are structures in place um, where stakeholders would now gather because the most challenging part currently is around the issue of reporting because um, people are either scared to report or people now they are of the view to say that you know that syndrome of minding my own business yet daily we have children that goes missing and some of these children goes missing for purely for body mutilation or for removal of organs for multiple purposes so um, it's more of um, the ambassadors would now have to now come in raise the awareness and for those that um, have been found to be victims of human trafficking um, in terms of the children will be placed in our um, CYCC and for adult victim will then be placed in the accredited shelters once they have been assessed and for the victims that are coming from our um, outside borders, then they would have to get that recognition um, from the head of the department that automatically says that even if you came to South Africa illegally or whatever the state was when you came in, by the virtue of you having been identified and being screened and assessed, then we were found into to say that you are a victim, then the head of the department would now um, issue the letter of recognition to say that the state recognizes you to be a victim and you will not necessarily be subjected to the issue of deportation because you were then found to be a victim. The process of um, the judiciary would now proceed and once the healing process in terms of the psychosocial, the skills development, the detoxification, that process has been concluded and the prosecution have either concluded with their case or they have gathered um, enough evidence, then the issues of repatriation and reunification uh, of this victim to the country of origin. So in the main, that's what the Department of Social Development is mandated in terms of um, the trafficking in persons at 7 of 2013. Mm. And let's talk about collaborations with different provinces. What has been put in place? In terms of collaboration, we have what we call the PTT, which basically it's um, the structure that then talks to the provincial um, response um, task team. This is a structure that includes the Department of Justice, NPA, Social Development, Health, um, those key departments that are mandated by the Act in terms of to then assist with the victims, be it at the level of rescuing, um, intervention in terms of the medical assessment, in terms of the psychosocial provision, as well as um, the element of prosecution when it comes to um, the NPO, regard, NPA regarding the actual prosecution. So, and I think the 
key stakeholder as well. We are working in collaboration with our um, civil societies, which also plays a critical role around the issue of raising awareness and prevention services, because you would also note that this is not only an issue that has to be dealt with by government, but we also have uh, different civil society organizations that are there in the field, and they also play their part, because currently, as a country, we are on the watch list um, of um, tier two watch list so that uh, we are continuously to strive to be upgraded to tier one in terms of the UN report because we are reporting this is a global um, crime and uh, this is a modern day slavery where one cannot necessarily be saying that they are immune and remember that traffickers are everywhere online, in person, in transportation, almost everywhere, because you don't know when or how you will then be trafficked. Hence now the issue of being aware of your surroundings is very important. In the Johannesburg area, we have a lot of recruitment agency where one would now get an invitation to come for an interview. And uh, we have situation where now um, one are alerted to say that once you then go to that facility, chances of you coming back are very slim. And the issue in terms of the body mutilation, it's also another issue that is also um, on the rise if you are now able to now check in terms of the trends because the trends changes continuously. Hence capacity building, it's also very important so that all the stakeholders that are there in terms of the intervention are able to respond. All provinces are expected to now have the rapid response team so that they are able to then deal with this in an integrated multi-sectoral approach so that um, the issue of provision of basket of services is key so that we do not then deal with the issue of secondary victimization. Um, you would note to say that uh, the mandate of the uh, law enforcers um, SEPs, is to then transport the victims and also to investigate the crime itself and to continuously provide feedback in terms of how far is the uh, judicial processes to the victim so that they are aware in terms of each and every step regarding their healing, regarding their case, so that by the time when we now let them go to say that we have done our processes, it should then be at the level of uh, prosecution has happened. And um, these victims is then able to be reintegrated back with the family of origin or the country of origin, depending where we are. However, the challenge is that most of the embassies um, are not coming to the party. Mm -hmm. um, we often struggle in terms of the interpretation and um, wherever the embassies would now be alerted to say that, uh, look, embassy so-and-so, we have rescued uh, potential victims. Can you then come on board? Be it the issue of interpretation, be it the issue of repatriation to the country of origin, we often then struggle, you know, and, and, and that is something that perhaps maybe we just need to ensure that we are able to then escalate to the level where we are then able to have the round discussion with the embassies that are currently in, in, in the country. 
Well, this is quite insightful, and I think we will make sure that, uh, you know, we keep the spotlight on human trafficking. It's not something that's light, and we mustn't take it lightly. I would like to thank you so much for joining us this evening. That's Ms. Pearl Moabelo, Director for Social Crime Prevention and Victim Empowerment Program at the Gauteng Department of Social Development. Your views are still welcome. Maybe in your area you have noticed something that's a little bit dodge. Just do let us know. Our voice note line is open 06141. 04107.